Welcome, Path Folk, to the Find the Path Ventures, actual play of the War for the Crown Adventure Path. Where the walls have eyes. And there's people peeking at us. Or another one of those things. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> don't like. Let's focus on the positive. That's true. Focusing focusing on the positive. Well, you're no longer in an escape room, so you have a successfully Woo-hoo. escaped. So there's that, too. But, uh, but yeah, I suppose uh, getting back to our heroes, our noble scions, as the story continues. Yeah, when last we had left off our heroes after the uh, murderous rampage of the Grand Prince in the halls of the Taldane Senate building had led to them triggering a contingency spell on the brooches that they were given by their friend and ally, Lady Martella Lothied. The party had ended up, uh, according to Lady Martella, who's able to communicate with the party uh, sporadically, ten times per day. I believe she's used uh, four. Is uh, somewhere beneath the Senate building in the abandoned archives that were foreshadowed and all of you were talking about how somebody needs to go down there and straighten things out and it turns out it's you that somebody yeah. is us <laughs> we didn't volunteer for this what's up with that as all of you ended up uh deep deep down beneath the uh, the senate building after a brief conversation with martella you'd ascertained that uh, she and the princess uh, are safe but still seemingly somewhere inside of the senate building and that she would provide you with uh, a heads up whenever it was safe to actually escape from the lower levels uh, as it stands right now you first though need to actually find a means by which to leave the lowest levels of the senate building mm-hmm. which led to all of you having to uh, figure out a way out of a, an escape room uh, basically four chambers that had uh, unintentionally become kind of a tomb sort of situation uh, and then eventually into the uh, the Imperial Archives, the Forgotten Archives deep beneath the Senate building, uh, wherein you had fought against a creature known as a, uh, what would we go with, uh, Wolf? Walk Walk confi- walk I don't know, man. Walk and find. There's no N Yeah, in there's there. no N in there. It's co- Co-Findes. Walk yes, but the description that we learned was like people just call them wall confined because, and I wanted to be like, yeah, because no one can pronounce what they're actually called. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a weird, weird name. Um, I think Jessica used the uh, the proper terminology there, which was uh, portmanteau um, yes. of just cram two words together and make a new thing. But yes, you had to fight against an uh, undead creature that apparently had been responsible for the death of at the very least one senator um, that you'd found down here who managed to uh, miraculously escape assassination up on the Senate floor to then drop down. Which makes me think we're not too, too deep down here because he was able to get all the way down here in the time we were in the uh, escape room. Yeah, we were down there for a bit though. Mm. We'll see. Was it, uh, I think it was Jordan who said that maybe all of these rooms are like the contingency rooms, possibly. Maybe. Like safe rooms, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It could be something like that. So maybe he got down here that way as well. We don't know. I'm trying to be positive and y'all are raining on my parade. Nope. <laughs> Only sadness. Only sadness. <laughs> this isn't Tyrant's Grasp. <laughs> oh, yeah. You very respectfully uh, looted his body. And yeah. Again, you're in a desperate yeah. times, call for desperate measures sort of situation. You'd really probably do. be okay with this. We hope. But I suppose uh, where where we left off with our heroes, all of you were in a, uh, a large hallway 15 feet across, quite long, I believe, a distance of some uh, 80 feet in overall length that you had uh, thus far located, um, found that it turned on both ends of the hallway, both of them making their way in the same direction, opposite of the way that you'd come in, and found that there seemed to be... Uh, five doors other than the door that you came in through uh, whenever you'd come down here. 
And uh, I believe Jessica had, I think it might be only Verity is aware that around the corner was a sixth door. More doors. You have no idea how many actual doors are in this place. Apparently mm. a ton. Uh, you decided to go for the uh, the door that was on the same wall that the wall confined came out of, uh, hoping to possibly, you know, find any of these creatures and put them to rest. Although, to be fair, they're probably bricked up literally inside of the wall, so you don't know whether or not you're going to be able to easily do that without, you know, hammering through a wall. Yeah. But as you got into position, gotten ready to open this door, down the hallway, just past where you'd had your previous encounter, believe that there was a, a low, slow creaking sound as a door mm-hmm. had uh, had opened up uh, ever so slightly. In a very ominous manner, which mm-hmm. is not appreciative right now. As the door opens a little more, all of you prepared, Verity, Katana in yep, hand. turning. Gwen, rapier ready, Cornelius uh, shaking out his sleeves to free up his hands for some spell casting. Felix, uh, one hand grasp on her holy symbol and and Oliver turning a uh, dagger ready in his uh, in his hand. The door cracks open a little further. A small amount of light lays out from inside. And a second later, a figure stands in the doorway. A tall man, perhaps six feet, young, very young. Not a child, obviously, just a young man. With dark brown hair, uh, classically attractive features, wearing a black and silver noble attire, uh, stands in the doorway holding a candelabra up with one hand, a long sword in his other as he nervously glances out, looks over towards all the rest of you. His eyes quickly dart, uh, unsurprisingly, considering what you just went through, uh, to the surrounding walls mm. before he looks back towards all of you. Are you more survivors? Indeed. Yes. You are? Are you Guy Vastian? What do you need with Guy? Oh, just curious. He turns away from all of you to look back inside of the room he's in. It looks like there's more survivors. I'm Lord Wilfin Botels. We need to get back up to the Senate floor. Absolutely. He glances towards the dead senator, back towards the walls. Have you dealt with that creature? Temporarily. There may be more. Gel, Guy, please. Um, oh, jeez. He makes his way out the door. How did you come to be in here? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, I was a guest of my uncle. He glances but doesn't actually look, look at the body. Mm. I'm so sorry. Lord Mashum, he invited uh, myself and my companions. Uh, two more humans step out, uh, following behind them. A man wearing um, fine garb of uh, mostly purple trimmed in gold. Uh, again, a young man, you'd say probably a little bit younger. You're going to guess this first man is maybe 20, 21, early 20s. Uh, this other man is probably just out of his teens mm. with a more disheveled shock of uh, brown hair uh, and clean shaven face. Judging by the uh, the tears still on his face, you guess uh, very upset pertaining towards whatever has just happened. Following along behind him is a... Uh, uh, attractive young woman, you're going to guess probably about the same age as these other two, wearing a blue dress with a very large blue hat that she seems to have somehow maintained this entire uh, trek down here. Uh, as she glances over all of you nervously and then follows out. All right. Again, I am uh, Lord Wolfen Botez. Uh, this is Lady Urbane and uh, 
uh, Sir Guy uh, Bastion. Countess Felix Sespire. Uh, Baroness Verity Corsina. Viscountess Gwynlevar Kastner. Uh, Baron Cornelius Mariset. Count Oliver Dorahan, and I'm sorry for your loss. The man bows at the waist, uh, especially upon hearing your, your higher titles, obviously, than as he is simply a lord. The lady inclines her head, although she's basically keeping a hand on the shoulder of the uh, the younger Sir Guy. You know, unsurprisingly, uh, Sir Guy barely seems to hear all of you and just continues to look down towards the, uh, the dead body. Yeah. Oliver might be the first one to note this, especially because he's just kind of, uh, he's belted basically that longsword since he doesn't have a scabbard. You note that Sergei carries a, uh, a longsword on one hip and an empty scabbard for a longsword on the other. Uh, he has two hmm. longswords? The scabbard is of a much higher quality, and judging by the way he's carrying it, it's almost as if he were carrying it for the lord. Uh, yeah. Uh, squire. Uh, much in the way a squire would carry their own weapon and then carry an additional. Although he is introduced as sir. Uh, mm. Although judging by his age, he's probably only freshly knighted. Oh. Mm. I imagine... This probably belongs to him. Lady Urbane nods. Um, it's a pleasure to meet all of you. I'm afraid that Guy's, uh, Guy and Lord Benchun were very close. The man nods. It's it's all right. Um, yes, sir. Thank you. I, I'm assuming that you do not know a better way out. No. Not as of yet. How did you all get down here? Can you retrace your steps? Lady Gell shakes her head. We were in the, the gallery overlooking the Senate when everything went mad, and then there was a, a flash. Hmm. And uh, I was here as a guest. We all were. Wolfren nods. Lord Manchun was my uncle. Lady uh, Gell was invited as a, a guest of his. Her father and he were old friends from the Taldame Phalanx. Sir Guy was, until recently, uh, my uncle's squire. Uh, we were all in the gallery whenever the attack happened. There was a, a sudden flash, and then we all found ourselves confined to this small room behind us. Uh, we found some candles. Were one of you injured? He glances over towards Guy, who nods. I took a crossbow bolt during the confusion. So similarly, what happened to us? Wilfred nods. Yes, in the... Upon arriving, uh, my uncle told us that it was a contingency placed on many of the uh, the old Senate badges. Uh, they would teleport someone to safety if they were attacked, specifically inside of the Senate building. So, we'd waited for a short time, but after no one arrived shortly, he assumed that the situation may have escalated and believed we needed to reach the surface. We came out here, we, we got a scant 20 feet before we were attacked. Guy and my uncle fought the creature, although he ordered us to uh, to return back to the room. Guy makes his way over and you know, takes off his cloak and uses his cloak to cover the body of the man. Well, we need to find a way out of here and quickly. Yes. I suppose you can join us or you can remain hidden and when we find a way out, we can come retrieve you. Guy steps forward, unbelts the empty scabbard and extends it towards a uh, Oliver, Count, if uh, if we can find a way to safety, I would rather help. I'm certain that my lord would have wanted this put to good use, if, if it means the safety of myself and, and my companions. You all seem to have uh, far more experience, and I only... Uh, he shuffles his feet. I was only light-knighted last week, so uh, my experience is limited. 
If that is your choice, I shall wield it honorably then. But at any time you wish to reclaim it, it is yours. He nods. Wolfren glances down the hallway back the other way. We'd heard other voices. I think there are probably more survivors down here. We should seek them out if we can. Perhaps as a group, we can make our way more easily. Uh, support one another. I am a, a swordsman of some skill. Well, if there are other people about... Gwen will take the documentation from the senator's pocket and hand it towards Guy. You may want to hold on to this. Some people are going to take advantage of the chaos. The man opens this. You see his brow furrow before tears begin to stream down his face. Aww. He leans down over the man. You know, again, the cloak covers his head, but leans down and kisses the top of his head. Thank you. Lord Wilfin and uh, Gail just kind of look over that. The woman gives him a pat on the shoulder like, yeah. here's some condolences. And, you know, he, the old man always loved you and all the rest of that. Aww. Anyone may make sense motive they wish. Yes. I'll try. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's definitely <laughs> an E for effort here. Uh, Verity gets a 16 for a 21 sense motive. Cornelius rolls an 8 for an 8. Uh, Felix gets an 18 for a 27. Um, with my well-versed, I can use my perform sing, so that's what I'm rolling, but it is for sense motive. Okay. Uh, Gwen rolls a nine for an 18. I actually roll a 19 for a 19, so... <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver Cornelius, again, Oliver, you've lost soldiers that you fought with, even commanders before, you know, in your time. And so the idea of this squire, the week after he becomes a knight, losing the knight he had been um, a squire to... Uh, meaning that he's probably no more than 19 or 20. Yeah. Oh, God. You know, especially and then suddenly finding out that the uh, the man had adopted him. Apparently in secret. It was probably going to be a surprise, like during the fireworks after everything yeah. was over. Oh, and the yeah. celebration. Oh, curse you, Grand Prince, ruining everybody's evening. Yeah. Gwen, of course, looking on again, this man isn't much older than your son, so it probably hits you pretty hard. Hmm. Felix and Verity, uh, obviously Guy is uh, devastated by this, and uh, Gel, you know, just gently patting him on the shoulder to kind of console him. Wilfred gives, you know, him a firm grip on his shoulder. Yes. The old man loved you a great deal, uh, Guy, but take con take consolation in that. It seems we are, uh, <laughs> we'll be cousins now. The two of you, Felix and Verity, don't sense any happiness out of this. He was hoping he was going to get all of his uncle's stuff if he doesn't have any kids, and now the squire is going to inherit. Yep, he's going to inherit. I figure I kind of look over at you and just raise a brow and then, like, mentally communicate, keep an eye on him. <laughs> Shall we? The three approach. Again, you're having this conversation at, you know, speaking level. About the time that Cornelius hears the door you know, open up behind him. Oh my ah. god. Everybody's ah. just gonna start coming out of the. Everyone's gonna. It's all of them. Freaking jump scares everywhere. Ah. <laughs> Another man steps out of a, a door down the way. Glances. Um, just kind of like leans out. Glance down the hall. My lord. The man is tall. Uh, about six and a half feet tall. Wow. Dark skinned, bald, completely shaved head. A well trimmed beard. Wearing robes of white and gold, emblazoned with a repeated key design. Nice. That covers his uh, what you can only assume are Abadarian priest robes. Oh. The man steps fully out into the hallway. Looks over the uh, the lot of you curiously, looking to be a man probably in his early forties. We'd heard voices before. Now there are more. If you believe that you know a way out. 
uh, we would accompany you as well. Again, we are looking for a way out and have not yet secured it. I apologize. I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, it's quite all right. It, it's just been a long night. Gwen pants Verity's arm. <laughs> Verity has had her hand hovering over this doorknob for like 20 minutes at it's, this point. We, we heard the screaming before. We were remaining here. and uh, For now, the threat has been dealt with. Or at least the threat that's uh, on this wall? I am Archbanker Juan Zubari. Archbanker. Oh my god. Okay then. That's a pretty high uh, yeah, that's a pretty high Yeah, uh, let's bring the high-level cleric with us, please. Come the on, sir. That let the undead murder a guy? He's an yeah. Abadaran. Hey, I did something. I'm an Abadaran. <laughs> the title is uh somewhat perfunctory. Mm, okay. I'm at a church of one. Ah, uh, he's a lay priest. Mm-hmm. Wait, did he just say he's in a church of one? Yes. Mm. He's the archbanker by default then. <laughs> <laughs> Felix will still give like a, a a bow of respect. It is a fellow priest. <laughs> uh, upon yeah, upon glancing over, seeing that you're wearing kind of a fancy, very fa- fancy form, the Abadarian colors and all the rest, of that, and your prominent you know holy symbol, he places a hand over his own holy symbol, bows his head. I'm here with another. So uh, if we could accompany you as well, I would right. greatly appreciate it. I would be more than happy to lend what magical aid that I can if you are in need of healing. I'm concerned how many NPCs they're giving us to get out of here. <laughs> of course, uh, free of any charge. Sergei <laughs> needs to be protected at all costs from his scheming already cousin, by the way. Well, I doubt his cousin's going to murder him in front of all of us. Like We're going to do that no matter what. Who is your companion? The man turns, makes his way back in, uh, has a brief con- conversation, comes back out with a, another person. I imagine all of you uh, maybe even start somewhat with surprise as the... Uh, the tall, broad-shouldered uh, figure of Dame Malfane Trant uh, follows him ah, out. Seriously? Seriously? The woman glances half in your direction, her makeup running in tears down uh, the sides of her face. Oh, her dad's probably gone. As she glances, sees all of you, starts for a moment, but simply lowers her head. The priest, Zubari, uh, almost leading her by the elbow as he brings her out of the room. Yeah. I don't fully smile, but I certainly smirk and try to subdue the fact that this is a very amusing situation. I'm uh, afraid the dame is... Uh, it has been a difficult evening for many here. Uh, we were, I believe, teleported down here much as the rest of you are. I recognize the spell as a contingency. I was unaware that it was on the badge that we were wearing. I was a guest of her father's, negotiating a new trade deal. I am not from your land. Right. Where is the senator, if he was with you? Malfane just stares back into the room. His body is in there. The stab wound was too deep for me to help him. He was dead by the time the magic even activated. Jeez. Regardless, though, we are. Now it is a matter of making certain that we get out of here into safety. And if I can do anything to aid in that process, I will. Uh, However, it should be noted that I am a, a priest and a... Uh, shall we simply say, a banker force first and foremost. I am not uh, amongst the vault guard, if you will, of my people. And I know little of the creatures that inhabit your land. We'll work together then. I'm wondering if before we check this door, if we should check the others for any more survivors. These both do seem to be smaller storerooms. All right, then let's check the surrounding. Though, and I raise my voice a little bit. If you haven't opened your door yet, even though you hear safety outside, maybe you should save us the trouble. 
Gwen will go open the door near where the dead senator is. I'll go do the one by Trant. You can, again, uh, as far as the rooms that they were in, uh, other than the fact that they do have some mundane uh, items in these rooms, obviously these were uh, not the overly large, grandiose, uh, complicated affairs of the rooms that y'all were in previously. Mm. Oh, we lucked out, I guess. Yeah, most of these appear to be no larger than about 10 by 20 feet Mm. or so. Of course, we get stuck in the giant escape room instead of the one where we could have just opened the door and walked out. (laughs) Well, hey, you know what? That's how we get class levels. Uh, and again, going into those rooms, you can see that there's not much of interest in. Does it look like, and it looking down the hall, does it look like this is just a big square? Like, can we go, let's check out the end of this hallway. Yeah, I mean, technically, again, I'm just assuming that you're checking yeah. the other doors on that side. So checking the uh, other two doors that no one came out of, you can tell that they're almost identical in design. Before we open the door in the big area, that what looks like there's no other doors coming off that section in the middle. Can we see if this loops around? Well, we're opening all the doors. You yeah. check basically the four doors around the outside, as it seems like maybe all the doors on the outside were small. For lack of an easier term, uh, how do they refer to those here? Protection chambers. Mm. They're panic rooms. Panic Hole rooms, holes, yeah. et cetera, yeah. Again, you can see that the uh, the halls maybe connect. You can't quite be certain, so you can follow it outside yeah, if you want. Yeah, that's what I would like to do. Just do a quick... Yeah, a quick circuit. Do a sweep, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, making your way down the uh, the eastern hall. Uh, as far as your NPC uh, little compatriots back there are concerned, uh, I'm going to assume that they'll be following you. All right. Okay. Making your way down the hall. Again, there's another door on your right-hand side as you head down here, and then reaching the end of the hall, you can tell that it continues uh, okay. with a door on the southern side. So it does look like it maybe there's an island in the center, basically with a hall that circles around mm. it, uh, with two doors that lead into that area in the center. And let's go ahead and open this door as we pass it. Leave no door unturned. As you open the door, it reveals another small room. Uh, this one basically about 10 feet deep, about 15 feet wide. Uh, there's only a table in here with a single chair. As you open the door, there's a... Uh, Almost a literal squeak, not a rodent-like squeak, but like the squeak that is, that someone surprised would make. Uh, as you can see, that there's a small figure huddled under the table, hiding behind oh, the chair down guess? there. Can I guess? Is it do? <laughs> um, that would be funny. <laughs> no. I was expecting smaller than do. Fairy just sighs forever. <sighs> the man glances out from behind the chair. Uh, he appears to be a halfling man. Oh no! Wearing livery of a kind of a dark purple is a uh, halfling man with brilliant red hair um, and impressive mutton chops coming off the sides of his face as he glances uh, nervously uh, up towards you wearing a uh, an aid badge attached to his shirt although he seems to be probably more of a uh, judging from his look you'd probably say more of an accountant uh, very well join the others <sighs> what verity means is hello we're looking for a way out of here would you like to join our quickly growing little group. Uh, I could. Is, is it safe? Well, safe as we can be for the moment. It's as safe as we know. The answer is yes and join the group. You're very mean. I'm not, I'm not sure if I want to go with you. <laughs> okay, then save your alone. <laughs> you are welcome Parody to stay salty? here and lock the door and we can send people down afterward, but we don't know how long that will be. I, I, I don't want to stay here alone. Uh, well, um, no one else is staying. Verity just kind of walks over and is like, let them talk. I can't even with these people right now. You're welcome to stay, but no one else is staying here. I would recommend you join our group. We can't fully guarantee safety, but it is safer in numbers. She's right. The more that we stick together, the more likely we all get out of this. 
Of course, there's none of those uh, um, assassins down here? Not outside. No assassins, though there may be other creatures about. Okay. Um, he crawls out from underneath the table. Again, you can see that there's like, he has a rapier at his hip, although uh, judging by the uh, the fine quality of it, you don't know if it's ever been pulled. Mm. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm Mrs. Gulliban. Um, I, uh, aiding uh, Sinner Moraine. Uh, well, welcome aboard. Of, of course. Uh, he steps out. You can tell that there's a hole in the uh, the side of his clothing, which you're going to guess, uh, judging by that and the uh, the dry, or the blood around it, you're going to guess is where he was possibly struck. Are you hmm. injured? I, I I was I was I was stabbed by by uh, by one of those uh, the big burly men. I was I was trying to get uh, out of the the back of the room and and one of those big Viking men. Uh, he cut me. I, I woke up in here. There was no light or anything. I, I felt that I was bleeding. Uh, so, uh, fortunately for the for the senator, I, I carry a number of uh, uh, potions and vials. Uh, so I drank them all, and I, I feel better now. <laughs> I drank them all. <laughs> all of them, one hundred percent. Forget the senator. There are five empty bottles. Sitting on the floor. Oh my god! They were all potions of cure serious wounds, and he was down in them like candy. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I, I, I will happily uh, accompany you. Very well. I guess there's probably one more room that mirrors this one on the western side of the hall. Let's just do a double check. Before we get to this island in the center. It, Verity gets increasingly annoyed the more people haven't just opened their own door to look out. Circling around back to the other side and opening the other door. Mm-hmm. It's just another room similar to those. I guess we should check the center. Yes. Well, there's another door in the back as well. Uh, you did pass by another door. Uh, that one, however, was an ironbound door. Yeah, oh. I think that's probably the way out of here. It was in an alcove uh, on the opposite side from the central island. Was You basically walk by this alcove where there's another door, much more heavily reinforced. Ah, All right, center it is then. Opening the door uh, towards the center of the area. A long table, its surface covered in green felt, stands in the center of this rectangular chamber. Silver trays dot the table surface, each hosting a set of crystal glassware and a tall decanter of wine. Uh, other than the door that you've come in through uh, on the northern side of this room, you can see that there's a door opposite on the southern side of this room. To basically where we were going to go in at the beginning of this episode. Yes. Mm. Yeah, so this is the conference room for all the other panic rooms. <laughs> the conference yeah. room for the panic rooms? <laughs> What? There's Let's a real table and chairs. It's like, well, it's probably where like a representatives like come to be like, oh crap, what do we do now? That's yeah, true. something horrible really happened. Um, again, the uh, the outside walls in here are covered in uh, again the same designs. These uh, relief pictures of Taldane Phalanx soldiers uh, standing in a protective circle, as if protecting the the individuals in the room itself. There's a a number of uh, papers scattered across the desk, mm. uh, although these seem to have been probably down here for some time. And what looks to be maybe a scroll box. Our friend is probably entombed in that wall over there. Likely. We don't have the tools to get him out. I guess check the scroll box, and then if there's nothing of use, let's go mess with this giant iron door. Yep. Yep. Keep an eye on these walls. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, just in case there's more than one very angry, buried alive yeah. ghost. Mm-hmm. Buried alive. <laughs> so, searching the contents of the room. First off, anyone that wishes to may make me an appraise check if they would like. Sure. Appraise. I think I'm going to stick out of this. 
I'm I, smart, but I have no appraise. I roll a perfect 20 for a 29. Yeah, we just leave the appraisals to the mare set. Yeah. I roll a six for a seven, and I'm, I'm like, no, I'm this is imagine, my bag. I'm imagining, like, Cornelius in his pocket just carries one of those, like, little jeweler eyes. Oh, jeweler's yeah. The, loop yeah. Is the proper yeah. Jeweler's loop. That's what, yeah, there it is. Jeweler's loop, and just, like, is like, oh, appraisal, you say. Gwen's probably keeping an eye on the motley crew of six people that are following us around. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, first off, Cornelius glancing this over, uh, Obviously, they spared no expense on this glassware. I don't think you're really going to bother collecting all this stuff, especially because uh, no. it's extraordinarily fragile. Uh, but we make the six people with us carry the loot. That's your. That's <laughs> your. <laughs> you're not going to fight. Carry this. <laughs> yeah, the collective glassware in here is worth 700 gold pieces. No, we're this not taking the silver. We're looting. We're nobles. We're not nice. rich to begin with. Well, that's that's why I was saying I don't figure you're going to be taking it. Opening up the bottle of wine, you're. You don't know how long this area has been in disuse, but uh, this is not wine. It's anymore. vinegar. <laughs> yeah, vinegar. <laughs> I just got the image of like Cornelius being Mr. Collins from Pride and Prejudice, where he's like, and this rug over here costs no less than 50 pounds. And, you know, he starts going on and on about, you know, <laughs> sorry, like, Lady Cat. No one cares, Cornelius. <laughs> Interestingly, the documents in this room seem to be a number of notes that were probably scribbled down by people occupying this room. There's no date listed on here. Uh, however, it does seem to be discussing some issues with the uh, the Andoran province. Oh, jeez. That's dated. Yeah. So you don't know whether or not that was them you know, specifically choosing that, although it seems uh, an implication that it's still counted as part of Chiliacs. Uh, <laughs> Chiliacs? Yeah, it was part of Chiliacs for a short time before the revolutions and all the rest of that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's the whole thing with the even tongue conquest yeah. and all the rest of when that. When Chiliax broke away from Taldor, Galt and Andorin were part of Chiliax and then Galt mm -hmm. had the Red Revolution and Andorin had its own thing. Ah. So regardless, uh, these notes seem to be about uh, very important decisions being made in an event that you have no idea what this event was and seems to have possibly resolved itself a couple hundred years ago. Okay. The opening the box here, the scroll box, uh, which does function as a scroll box if someone wants a, uh, again, it's basically like a little leather box uh, with a leather strap that can be worn as kind of a satchel. Hmm. That is in a style that is hundreds of years out of date, but uh, if you want to... Uh, it's retro. In, it's retro. It's antiquing. <laughs> again, it's in uh, relatively poor quality right now, although feasibly uh, Gwen does have some uh, stuff to restore things that she received from the archivist yep. if she wants to make mm -hmm. this look nice again. Uh, opening this, however, it does contain four things of interest. Ooh which are four scrolls. Nice. Hey, nice. Yeah. We should try to re-identify that wand and that spoon that we couldn't identify earlier. We've leveled up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that's true. Yeah. So if feasible, yeah. you can make a spellcraft check, uh, or if anyone has read magic, they can just read magic on the scrolls and figure I it out. Was, I have read magic. I have read magic. Hey, oh, nice. okay. All right. So I don't know if this bodes well. Oliver and uh, Felix glancing these over, you can tell that three of these scrolls are identical. They are all scrolls of Cure Light Wounds. Oh, hey. Okay. Nice. Uh, one of these scrolls kit. is definitely not identical, uh, as it is a scroll of Breath of Life. Oh. Why am I picking out a second level? I'm terrified! Why? Oh my gosh. Well, I, while they're looking at the scrolls, I'm going to try to identify this weird spoon and wand thing real quick. Same. I got a 10 for a 17 on one of them, which I don't think does anything. Uh, let me try see what I get. 19 for a 28 on the um, first item. Nope, Gwen doesn't help because I roll a 7 for a 14 on the second one. I roll a 6 for a 15 for the second item. First one's the wand, the second one's the spoon. Mm -hmm. Okay, so bad news is uh, neither of you have been able to figure out what the spoon does. Oliver, look at the spoon. I don't have detect magic. 
Uh, there is no spoon. I took read magic. <laughs> uh, ask uh, Felix. Well, Felix, and then if that doesn't work, ask if the uh, the archbanker. Yeah, you. What is Zubari? This? Detect magic. Chip. Yeah, <laughs> Zubari has a uh, has detect magic. We'll try Felix first. Uh, Yay! Well, that's, that's a nat twenty for a twenty. Hey. Okay, I think we're finally over the the funk <laughs> of the first. <laughs> you stop talking right now. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Finish that phrase. Knock on wood. <laughs> You've learned nothing after all these years. <laughs> so the wand that you identify here, uh, that you'd retrieve from the the social room, the bar back in the escape room area. This is a wand of create food and water. Oh, oh, nice. It has 14 charges remaining. Cool. Nice. That's an odd thing to have now. I guess we might I be mean... trapped down here forever. Well, <laughs> well it I was... mean, if it's a panic room, that makes sense. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. It, was in the yeah. panic, it was in the food area of the panic room. The other item, not quite as appealing as the uh, I have the a feeling I know what this is. Create but... uh, food and water is a sustaining spoon. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's an unremarkable utensil. If it's placed in an empty container, the vessel fills with a thick, pasty gruel. Mm -hmm. That will gruel, sustain you, but it won't it, taste good. As it states here, yeah. although the gruel tastes like warm, wet cardboard, it is highly uh. nourishing and contains everything necessary to sustain any herbivore, omnivore, or carnivore. Huh. This mm. spoon can produce sufficient gruel each day to feed up to four humans. Oh, wow. So, so the crate food and water was for the noble who'd be down yeah. there, and the gruel spoon is for everybody else. <laughs> yeah. That's how it is. Plus, yeah. the gruel spoon never runs out. You can use that yes. forever. So if it's That's a every, every day, you can feed four people with it again. Mm -hmm. I like that, that uh, Ross, you immediately picked up on gruel spoon as the actual name for that, even though gruel it's spoon. called the sustaining spoon. <laughs> the gruel spoon. <laughs> gruel spoon sounds so much better. Well, so much worse, but also like more accurate. Delicious, nourishing gruel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you take out a minute to uh, identify these various items. Yep. The scroll should be useful at some point if any of us get injured again. Oh, good. Let's All look right. at the door. Well, yeah, I guess we assemble everybody on the, uh, I'm going to call it north just because it's the opposite side from where we came in. Uh, it's up and when we're, yeah, when yeah, we're go concerned. into this uh, alcove and open the door. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You make your way forward towards this large ironbound door. Reach down, try the handle. Uh, it appears to be locked. Verity. Hmm? Your key. Oh, yes, yes I do have a key. I uh, pull out that gold key that we found and see if it works. It seems to fit the lock perfectly. Huzzah! Nice. <laughs> Very <Thank> goodness. <laughs> I'm going to unlock it. <laughs> All right. Progress. Excellent. For a moment, I thought this key didn't do anything. <laughs> Much like the Scooby gang, the uh, the other six people now following you uh, hang back uh, kind of around the corner <laughs> waiting. Yep. Wilfren and Guy taking point as they seem to be the uh, the most martially minded, or at the very least mm. have probably served uh, some as uh, either knights or squires. Uh, though judging by the way that Guy is carrying himself, you think he's probably much more skilled than Wolfen. Well, Trant made it out like she was something. Trant's probably skilled too, but she's kind of out of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's going through it. After having just spent 30 minutes locked in a room with her dead father. Oh, yeah, gosh. that's gonna... Just, she's like, not yeah. in a good condition. She's a really bad person, but I feel bad for her right now. Mm, that's, I, that's mm. yeah. She just went around bullying people. She is sympathetic in this moment. Yeah. Eh. Opening the door, as I assume you are want to do. Yes, of yes. course. Yes. No, we live here now with the gruel spoon. <laughs> uh, no, this is we, not we the Matrix. We all have to flip a, you know, like, like do like a Rochambeau for who doesn't get the gruel spoon. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, there's 11 of you right now, so if you wanted to live here forever, you'd have to... Uh, 
murder at least six people, and then the rest or of the can... you only eat every other day. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. Very slowly. Sorry, just remind me, I can't remember if it was a society adventure or if it was something else, where there's a person that got trapped inside of, I think it was a room or a sarcophagus or something, hmm. like hiding in there and then got stuck in there, but had a um, ring of sustenance. Oh, no. Oh, no. Like, and they've been it's stuck in there for like 15 years. Jeez. Oh anyway. At some point, I would have taken that ring off. I'm just saying. Well, I, I actually don't think that they realized that they were wearing a ring of sustenance. Oh. And so they just didn't under, they're just stuck in this thing that they couldn't really move. And it's like, that's uh, that's pretty horrifying. Yeah. Mm. Opening this door. The door opens into a massive chamber. Again, Verity, you have to push on this door, uh, not just because of uh, the age and the way that it screeches, the hinges do, but also because of the sheer weight of this. The chamber beyond is from one side to the other, the better part of almost 50 feet and probably 60 to 70 feet wide. Pristine glass display cases stand along the walls and in the center of this immense rectangular display room. The outer walls are covered in glass displays of armor, save near the two doors opposite of where you've come in. Two rusted and decayed suits of armor stand separately towards the center of the room, protected in glass cases. Tarnished and discolored weaponry fills the cases in the center of the room. Circles of various sizes have been scratched onto the glass and drawn on the walls and floor with chalk and paint. Hmm. Okay, huh. that's a little weird. Okay. Tattered banners hang from the ceiling, although many of these seem to have been gnawed or defaced by possibly rodents. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we need to figure out if any of this is usable. Yeah. But we also need to be on the lookout for rodents. And whatever is size? the, you know, circle drawer. Yeah. Anyone that wishes to may make me... Actually, let's go ahead and make it a, either... I'll allow either a craft on, in any form of, like, physical artwork, so painting, drawing, something like that, or an appraise. Appraise! I'm just going to keep an eye out for danger, because I'm not good at these. I'm not good at that either, but... Gwen rolls a 5 <laughs> for a 12 on craft painting. I roll a 19 for a 28 appraise. Man, you you and yours... I mean, I didn't do terrible. I rolled a, a 12 for a 17, but dang, you got me beat on appraise. Yeah. It's the Maraset speciality. Uh, one thing that I'll give to Cornelius. First off, all of the markings, these circular markings in this room, are the only thing that mars the pristine condition of this room. Like, nothing seems to have been broken into. However, whomever did this is a practiced hand. In that, if this was done freehand, you're not quite positive if they used a tool regardless. Whomever did this has drawn nearly perfect circles every single time. Wow. Dang. Uh, these range in size from about a foot and a half across to sometimes no wider than an inch. Are they mm. just circles or is there stuff written in them? It's, it's just, just circles. circles. Sometimes right. the circles overlap with other circles, but even when they do, they're still perfect circles. Gwen's going to cast Detect Magic to see if any of this stuff radiates magic and then if any of it's serviceable? Uh, if Gwen's going to go ahead and take care of the detect magic, uh, I'll go try to start appraising some of the pieces inside of the glass cases and just see if, uh, again, any of it is, you know, particularly useful or valuable. Are you looking at the armor or the weapons? You know, let's start with the armor. I'll go ahead and look at the armor first. Okay. And Gwen is detecting magic. Yeah. 
So as far as detecting magic is concerned, I mean, you could stand feasibly in the center of the room and do each quarter of the room. Yeah, Gwen will stand in the center and like do a like pivot. <laughs> you don't happen okay. to be glaive in those weapons, did there? From here, it's just, there's a bunch of weapons. You'd have to go and inspect the weapons. Oh, then I'm going to go look at the weapons. Sorry. So Verity's looking at the weapons. But I don't have magic stuff. I'm just looking to see if what types there are. I kind of want to examine these circles, though. Okay. They're weird. Yeah, see if I can notice anything about them. Let's see. I guess I'll keep an eye on the doors on the opposite end, just in case something tries to come through them. So, like, stand over there so you're close enough to get them into the bright illumination. Yeah. Okay. Stand close to the doors, but not, you know, against the wall in case there's another one of those creatures. Fair. Verity Cornelius looking over the display cases. These are not display cases dedicated to displaying the quality of the wares. Mm. These are display cases in a very historic fashion. Mm. Many of these have small placards, uh, which state whatever war that they were a part of or military campaign or where they were found. This is an exhibit. And in many cases, the, mm-hmm. like each one of the display cases will have a little plaque up at the top that said, you know, says donated by house, blah, blah, blah. Mm. In much the way that like a museum yeah. would, where these seem to be items taken from private collection. Because it belongs in a museum. All right, Indiana. Uh, regardless, though, apparently no one has, uh, none of these families have missed these items in a couple hundred years. Um, mm. So obviously they're not that too important. And again, everything here seems to be uh, aged. Uh, mm. Again, Cornelius walking around the outside, there are numerous armor displays of badly, of badly damaged armors, like the two rusted sets of armors in the center of the room, uh, where these are, this armor was worn by this general during the third army of exploration. And there's a giant hole from where, you know, somebody stabbed him through the chest. It's like, oh, yeah. well, okay, I can... I can see why this is of historic interest. Verity is much the same over there where you're seeing here are like some swords that are of good quality, except for, you know, some of them are just like, this was the sword used to kill the Kelid chieftain during the war against the Izgiri. Mm. And then you look at it and it's like, they obviously didn't actually like clean it off afterwards because they're like, aha, I've killed him. Here's the proof. There's blood's on the sword. (laughs) And it's been oxidizing for centuries. These are the basics of taking care of a weapon. But the blood's what makes it special. (laughs) Okay. I mean, fair. Uh, so as such, the two of you looking over this can tell that, I suppose starting with uh, Verity, most of the weaponry here is uh, rusted and neglected. However, there is a short sword, a long sword, a bastard sword, Ooh. and two daggers, uh, all of which are would be of decent quality. Ah, uh, Gwen, I believe your bastard sword is here. <laughs> <laughs> Special delivery! Cornelia circling around the outside of the room and looking over the uh, display cases here. Conveniently enough, they uh, divide these into uh, four categories. Light, medium, heavy, and shield. You know what I'm saying? Which each display case is a different one. Yeah. (laughs) There is, however, a uh, chain shirt, a suit of chain mail, and a suit of banded mail, uh, all of which are of serviceable enough condition to wear. Wow, we have a few, uh, a few useful pieces of armor. There are also a couple of other interesting things here. Ooh. There's a case containing an alchemical lab. Of a, like a famed, full lab? A portable alchemical lab. Nice. Of the wow. famed natural philosopher Dumas Fatumax, including uh, what looks to be this entire like lab and a number of the examples of his works. And by that, I mean there are like a number of alchemical vials and jars behind the glass over here. Uh, on the opposite side, there is the uh, display case containing the effects of Sinith uh, Ornelios, a famed Chelish wizard. Uh, including uh, what looks to be a scroll tube, uh, as well as a collection of uh, component, of various spell components, basically uh, lying Ah. along the sides of it, uh, and a rather fancy-looking ring. Ooh. 
Well, this one's getting smashed. Or opened. Or opened. However, uh, Verity, again, you do notice uh, over here the one of the prides here as it's given a large area in its own display case. <laughs> of which uh, it tickles something at the back of your head. As you look down over this, maybe it was something you heard. Maybe it was something somebody told you. As you look over this and see a brass inlaid with Taldane military symbols adorning a beautiful dark wood light crossbow. Oh, hey! A plaque describes this as Dignity's Barb. Oh, wow. Yes, hey. right! Nice! <laughs> we found it! <laughs> we cool. found the thing! <laughs> I love that we just found that randomly. That's amazing. I'll open this case and be like, somebody can use this. I, I oh, you know, probably the cleric, Favorite right? weapon of Abadar. <laughs> Gwen. Mm-hmm. Dignity's Barb's probably magical. <laughs> Uh, so Dignity's Barb uh, is radiating some magic. Uh, so is another item in uh, one of the display cases that Verity notices is of decent quality, of which seems to be a hand axe uh, that's in one of the display cases here. Cool. Uh, also, as Cornelius is making his way uh, by, he notes something of, uh, of interest, of which, again, um, Gwen, as you're sweeping the room, you can tell that something over there, uh, you believe it's in the, the shield department. There's a large, heavy steel shield over there that's radiating some magic. Uh, there's numerous magical auras coming from both the uh, alchemist display case mm. uh, as well as the w- wizard's display case. Like, it's going to take sense. you a minute to collect all of these things, shove it in one place, and make a whole bunch of spellcraft yeah. checks. Gwen will tell Felix all about Dignity's Barb and how this general shot uh, a Kadiran off of the back of a flippin' elephant and stopped this charge, and it's really cool. <laughs> nice. It was a Kelid warlord, actually. Yeah. Mm. Uh, this was during yeah. the Seventh Army of Exploration. Yeah, but yes, Gwen will regale her about all the things Val told told them while she and Oliver <laughs> mm-hmm. were in there. Hopefully it also <laughs> includes some bolts, but, you know, crossbow. There are 80 crossbow bolts in the display case along with it. Um, each one of them are set up. It's set up in a fan style that almost looks like oh. the uh, all the knives from Knives Out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Gwen doesn't know what Dignity's Barb does, but she hands it to Felix. I was going to say, before we get to any, identifi- any identification, mm-hmm. Felix, uh, leaning down, glancing over the floor, you may make me a sense motive. What? Uh-oh. Hmm. Okay. I mean, thankfully, I have a pretty good sense motive. We're just trying to figure out why somebody would do this. <laughs> I have a good sense motive, but I botched that roll a little bit. I rolled a six for a 15. Mm. Every single one of these circles are literally perfect. Whoever's been drawing them has gone through a lot of extra effort to make them that way as well. There's mm. hundreds in here, and they're all perfect erased Mm. and redrawn to be perfect maybe it's some sort of um tool or machine or something well no because she mentioned that it's has been erased and redrawn Mm. well and it's also um they are scratched into the glass they are drawn in chalk they are painted some of the most curious ones are uh perfect circles have been cut or chewed out of the tapestries uh, hanging from the ceiling. Odd. Seems a rather obsessive, compulsive behavior. And I don't know the purpose either. Why Why draw circles everywhere? Well, if you have OCD, you may not have a choice. Yes, but who has OCD and is down here in this place? That's the strange part. Well, I don't know. <laughs> also, they're not here now or else they're just waiting on us. They might be, you know, hiding. They're allowing us to get fully equipped before they attack us. They're gentlemen. <laughs> 
Doors in front of us haven't moved. Zubari glances about. Perhaps someone has been trapped down here for a long time. Maybe. There were prisons in my homeland that people had been locked into for decades until they were freed. Oftentimes it damages one's sense of self. Hmm. Where are you from? My people insist now, of course, that it be called by its true name of Vidrian. Your people knew it as Sargava. Ah. Hmm. Mm. Well, delightful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I guess let's start the mass identification. Identify all the things. Right, I'll keep Vigil over here. And Gwen will take the bastard sword. Is it? I'm assuming it's just a normal bastard sword. Well, before we get to that, anyone that wishes to may make me a perception roll. Of course. Oh, a 15 for a 15 from Verity. Uh, 8 for a 10 for uh, Cornelius. <laughs> a 6 for an 11 for Gwen. Uh, 16 for a 25 for Felix. <laughs> Roll the perfect 20 for a <laughs> 20. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! We love it. So... Oliver, you stand on one side. You're looking towards the doors. You're just keeping an eye on things. Uh, behind you, you can see uh, Gwen and Verity are getting ready to uh, retrieving the crossbow. Is the seems to be the first uh, order of business. Mm. I'm like, ooh, check out this awesome crossbow. Felix is looking over all of these circles. Felix and Oliver, you're the ones that don't you don't see. You hear at first this scraping sound that makes you think. You know, all of your eyes dart to the two doors. Uh, expecting them to open maybe the rusted hinges like the one that you've come through. But no. You look to one side. Felix looks to the other. As Verity opens the display case, (laughs) behind her and to the side, the rusted helmet of the armor turns with a screech of metal on metal. Before either of you can react, Verity is showered in glass as its arm comes up and punches through the front of the display oh, wow. case. Oh, gosh. Uh, as the one on the opposite side also animates and steps forward as it shatters free from the glass. Oh, my. Oh, great. Beginning to stride their way forward, and I will need initiative from the party. Um, uh, oh, well, right. you know, we probably should have seen this coming, but... <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Apparently, I'm uh, beating the odds here. Gwen's just really excited to find this cool crossbow. She's already like, I need to talk to Val, and you know. This is like the opposite of my last fight, I think. Well, you know, balance. Oliver's really on the ball this time. He's like, all yeah. right, I'm, I'm shaking off they the rust. They won't catch me unawares again. <laughs> yeah, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, I'm still ashamed. Can't fool me again. <laughs> Won't get fooled again. So, Jessica. Verity rolls a 15 for a 18. Jordan? Cornelius rolls a 14 for a 16. Heather? Gwen rolls a 3 for a 4. Rachel? Felix got a 17 for a 19. And Ross? And I roll another perfect 20 (laughs) uh, for a 22. Well, there we go. Okay. I look forward to your third perfect 20. I delete. No. Oh. (laughs) Why do you have to say things like that? That's just mean. Although if I do roll a perfect 20, Rick did call a shot. So, you know. Ah, there you go. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, one of the armors also rolls a perfect 20. uh, Meaning that... The armor closest to Gwen gets first initiative in the surprise oh. attack round. Oh, nuts. Yep. 
That's a problem. It will walk its way basically shattering through the glass as glass rains down over Gwen, probably in a, a fair amount of surprise. Gwen was not expecting that at all, which is why she's uh, way down at the bottom of the initiative <laughs> yeah. track. Like, oh God. Uh, as it steps forward, uh, it basically it hits the ground, hefts up the uh, the long sword, literally chained into its hand. Oh. Much like a uh, locking gauntlet, as it were. Mm, as it steps forward, hefts up the sword and chops down at the uh, the caught unawares scald. Ooh, uh, actually, these guys may also be figuratively and perhaps literally shaking off the rust. Mm. No, we'll take it. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately, I don't even think as surprised as Gwyn is that a nine will strike her. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, he's uh, he's also even flat-footed. No, he's also shaking off the rust as he steps out, chops down with this longsword. Uh, Gwen backpedals. It's close enough that it like scrapes across the side of your uh, your fancy armor, uh, but unfortunately uh, for it, it does not uh, penetrate. Uh, taking us from there to Oliver. Gods, all right, fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oliver drops I'm the kill dagger. You and then where are you? That sounds so terrible. If it wasn't animated armor. <laughs> Seriously, out of. Out of context, it's like, I'll wear you like an Edgar suit or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, worlds. All right, I dropped the dagger and uh, all right, five foot step forward to stand by Gwyn. Oh, wait. No, I don't want to drop the dagger. Do it. Well, you have a long sword. No, 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 because this is surprise attack round. Reverse yes. that. Oliver will throw his dagger nice. as the nice. thing approaches Gwyn. Okay. Don't drop the dagger, throw it. So I'll take a five foot step over uh, to stand by Gwyn and by another one of the display cases. And Shout out a warning to Verity as glass goes flying all over her. It's like, wow. Oh. You know, it's that super thick display glass too. I've been picking glass out of my <laughs> situation for a long time. Yikes. Uh, that's not very good. I rolled an eight for a 13. A 13, unfortunately, like the dagger whistles over, hits this thing uh, basically right where its gorget would be before glancing off and flying across the room, uh, shattering through the display case next to Cornelius as it breaks into the uh, the light armor section of the displays. All right, fine. A little bit more force behind it. That's my turn, though. Felix, I will also allow uh, anyone that wants to on their turn to make me a knowledge religion. Oh, religion? Uh -oh, religion. I got an 18 for a 24. With a 24, uh, you do know what these are. Uh, this is a type of creature known as a phantom armor, uh, <laughs> sometimes referred to as guardian phantom armors. Hmm. Uh, they are created from blood splattered armor infused with the souls of betrayed knights or fallen soldiers. Huh. Phantom oh. armors appear as suits of uh, damaged but animate ar armor that move with deadly purpose and lethal precision. Hmm. Okay. Uh, with your 24, that's a good roll. You may ask three questions pertaining wow. to the phantom armor. Um, special defenses? Uh, they are resistant to channel positive energy. Mm. Rude. Oh, so they're technically undead. Oh, weird. Okay. Uh, in addition to that, they are also undead, ergo immune to death effects, disease, mind-affecting effects, charms, compulsions, moral effects, phantasms, and patterns, paralysis, poison, sleep, stun, and any effect that requires fortitude save that also does not affect objects. I appreciate that the phantoms are immune to phantasms. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you may ask two more questions. Uh, special attacks. Generally, they possess no special attacks. Um, however, they do retain some of the ability. I'll kind of count this as a special attack. They retain some of the ability of the spirit inhabiting them. Hmm. Uh, ergo, they oftentimes possess uh, uh, martially related feats. Oh, okay. As usually, they're possessed by the spirits of dead fighters. Uh, special qualities, then. 
Uh, special qualities, they have one special quality, uh, which is until they start moving, they actually have a special ability referred to as Freeze. Yeah. Mm. Uh, freeze allows them to uh, take 20 on stealth checks and hide in plain sight as long as they're in an area that it would make sense for them to be. <laughs> uh, so that's in essence, uh, that's why technically Oliver and Felix only noticed the shattering glass. It wasn't until they'd actually done that that they were even aware of these things being animate creatures. wonder if they drew the circles. Maybe it's a really weird game of tic-tac-toe. No, I think, <laughs> I think what it is is somebody somebody was trying to get like this perfect circle to try to break into something without them noticing or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's my th- own theory. They're red herring. Rick knows. Creepy. You'll never guess. <laughs> Quick question. Where was the crossbow that Gwen pointed out? Uh, Dignity's barb is in the display case right next to Verity. Yeah, it's, it's, I was opening it for you. So it is open. Verity has lifted the cover of it. It was oh, technically Verity used the action to open it. And when she used the action to open it, that's what triggered these things to uh, ah. start murdering. Oh, okay. I would like to step up and grab Dignity's barb. Uh, nice. Yeah, you can take a five foot step over and uh, reach over the display case and scoop up the uh, the crossbow. Are there bolts in there, though? There are bolts in the display case, so you'd have to retrieve one of those. But yeah. Okay. That's yeah, fine. I'm going to do that because I'm proficient with crossbows. Okay. Yeah, so this turn you can only do the five-foot step and then pick up the crossbow. You can retrieve a bolt next turn. So basically, Felix steps over, grabs that. Verity's surprise, Cornelius' surprise. The other guardian armor shatters through the glass, steps forward. Uh, It was going to stab Verity, but Oliver just threw a frickin' knife at it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So it turns, hefts, and swings at the Magus. Yep. That's good, because my flat-footed AC is not great. Ooh, uh, that's either end of this. (sighs) So uh, for... (laughs) For starters, uh huh. I'm assuming a 24 will hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll hit. That is a threat. Oh, no, no. Uh, oh, that is a natural one to confirm. Yay. Which oh, oh, right, confirm right, it's critical. Why, why hit. you gotta be giving us heart attacks like that? That's rude. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and on the plus side, that actually only strikes you for four points of damage. That was pretty okay. low. It's not too bad. But still, it does step so. out of there and slice sideways as uh, instinctually, oh, I imagine yeah. Oliver probably brings up his arm. I don't know if he was a shield uh, or anything, but... No, I've never really been proficient in shields, so... Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, being unarmed, all you can do is just kind of bring up your arm as the blade slices into the back of your forearm. Right, I don't have a vambrace. Ow. Blood <laughs> splatters across the display case uh. next to you. Uh, as we go back around to the top of the initiative, uh, unfortunately, the other guardian armor is still bearing down on Gwen and we'll uh, going to go ahead and stab down at her. Keep pressing that attack against the uh, the flat-footed skull. I keep on the board. God. He brings up an arm to swing and then the joint locks because of all the rust. Uh, I'm assuming a seven doesn't hit you. No. Yeah. Hey. He reaches over with a move action, shatters to the glass, pulls out an hey, oil Gwen, can do you wanna, and starts. Do you want to switch opponents real quick? <laughs> starts tin manning himself. Gwen oil is just so, so pretty that he can't bring himself to strike her. <laughs> Even beyond death, he's still thirsty. Yeah. Taking this from the Guardian Ow. Phantom Armor, we go to Oliver Darhan. Uh, Oliver will take a step to fight back-to-back with Gwyn, so that way these creatures cannot flank us, and uh, I will draw my longsword now. Very well. You slide to the side, pull out Lord Manchun's longsword. And I will go on ahead and swing at the armor that just attacked me, and let's hope this works a little better. Nope! <laughs> that is a natural a one. Ouch. That's a major bummer. That is Which is major bummer. 
a shame because that would have been a really nice amount of damage right there. So unfortunately, you step to the side, you swing sideways at this thing. Um, no. Nope. Again, you're doing all of the right things, but your yeah. blade just like cuts through the the center where instead of the plate, it's the chain. Mm. But there's nothing to cut underneath that, so the blade just like the chain just kind of flutters to the side and then falls back into place. All right, fine. They're a lot tougher than they seem. Uh, taking us from Oliver to Felix. I guess I'm going to reach in, grab a bolt, and load it. And I think that's all I can do this turn. Uh, unfortunately, yes. Yeah, because yeah, so it's not in a case ready for you to draw. So, yeah. So, yeah, you have to use one action to retrieve a bolt and then load it in there. And yeah. Crank, 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 crank. It's so light. It is actually literally made of dark wood. It only weighs two pounds, this crossbow. It's super wow. light. Nice. That is just nice. It's a fancy I'm, crossbow. I'm excited. I really hope I get to keep this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about the Steves. From Felix, we go to Verity. Um, yeah, Verity's gonna two-handed grip this katana and swing into the armor next to her. Okay. Are you all right, Oliver? I'll live for now. Things are quite fond of using you as a punching bag tonight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> good. Fine. I rolled really good. Uh, I rolled hey. a 17 for a 22. A 22 will strike your foe. Uh, it's going to be four, five. It's going to be seven points of damage as I, you know, slice as you up. Slice up, cleave into the center of this thing. Uh, your blade pierces into it and bursts into the helmet as the creature collapses down in a clattering of armor and uh, glass. All right. That's good. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. One more. Very well. Oh, I guess I'll five foot step closer to that one. From there, we go to Cornelius. Uh, okay. So seeing how. Let's just say brittle these appear to be. I'm going to cast Acid Splash at the uh, one remaining uh, Phantom Armor. Very well. Yeah, he's 35 feet away from you. He's 35 feet away from me? Well, then I'll take a five-foot step closer to Actually, I can just take a move <laughs> action. What am I doing? <laughs> mm. Up to you. 20 feet to get closer to him, so I'm only 15 feet away from him now. Acid Splash. Mm. I mean, it's Touch AC, so I roll a 12 for an 11. 11 will strike your target's touch, I say. Yay, I do two whole points of acid damage. Hey, that's still nice damage. And I helped. At low levels, that's still a good amount of damage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, a, a globulate of acid flies right past uh, Verity's head as she starts <laughs> to step over before slamming into this thing. From Cornelius, we go to Gwen as you finally uh, get your feet under you. You're no yep. longer flat-footed. Stab this thing with the rapier I've been carrying. All right. I roll a 16 for a 20. A 20 will not strike your target. We wow. The armor As it has glances AC, off wow. of these things. Yeah, it's, yeah, cause it's full They have plate. crap for hit points, but they actually have a really high armor class. Yeah, wow. That's unfortunate. Yeah. All right then. Uh, as you spin, oh. again, you do the same thing Oliver does where you're like, haha, and you stab your rapier for the, the chain mail that just like pierces through and back out the other side. It's like, okay, that's not where it keeps its animating force as you, uh -huh. uh, you retract the rapier, doing what it's intended to do, which is skewer its way through chain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as you fight, Guy steps up uh, forward, uh, striding up alongside Felix. He hefts his blade in a protective manner to keep it, uh, basically to keep the others back and safe and protected. Okay, we like him. We're here for it. Wilfen nods and takes a kind of a half step forward, but doesn't actually advance any further. Oh my gosh. He's going to let Guy take <laughs> the guy. fall. Well, mm. he's kind of protecting, he's making a little wall. And uh, Zubari holds up his holy symbol and channels positive energy. Hey. Good. Nice. To heal uh, as harm. a pulse of positive energy rolls out, uh, ooh, that's a good roll. Let's see if this thing makes it safe. It's a plus two bonus on this since it is channeled energy. Fortunately, it does save for half. Uh, however, that is still three points of damage instead of the Whoa, six it would have taken. Nice. That was a good okay. roll. 
That was a good roll. As parts of it begin flaking away as he holds up his holy symbol, uh, calls out to the uh, the Lord of the First Bank. Alexander <laughs> Hamilton? Yes. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> okay, can we but petition to add Hamilton to the deity list? No. Yes. Uh, he's, he's, the, uh, he's the herald of Abadar, I guess. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. there we go. <laughs> he's the $10 founding father without a father. No. That brings us to the Guardian Phantom. No, Verity just ticked it off since she just killed his brother. I killed your friend, man. What you gonna do about it? Technically, yeah. literally his brother. Oh. <laughs> oh. What? Yeah, he's gonna turn his focus on Verity. That's fair. I also am the one that opened the case. Yeah. I'm also fair. Uh, and he'll swing. He's He's been having enough trouble even freaking hitting you guys, but that was Gwen. He doesn't know that's because he rolled poorly. Uh, so he'll turn, <laughs> swing, chop at uh, Verity. You know what? Yeah, he takes two handed grip and power attacks. Oh, uh oh, my God! Although he is lowering to his to hit, so there's that. It's true. Yeah, I mean fair. Well, to be fair, he's been rolling so poorly. I feel like at this point, it doesn't matter if he lowers it or not. It's just going to be good chance. Uh, with the penalty, that's a thirteen. That does not strike me. Very well. You spring out of the way, bring up your blade, parry his aside. Uh, yep. Again, there's a staggering amount of force put behind it. Man. Yeah. Other than that one lucky stab at Oliver. Uh, speaking of Oliver, Oliver Dorian. <laughs> All right. Well. Um, that's one down, one to go, so I'll step over to the other side. Oh, Oliver, actually, Gwen, and Verity form the line. I will Maybe. move around. Sorry. Uh, I will move around Verity and to block off its approach to the others. Ah, very good. Smart. So just in case, I mean, I don't think it's going to, but... Yep, you have him partially surrounded. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway My, how the turns say. table. All right, let's go on ahead and attack... Oliver springs off to the side. I, jeez. Yeah. All right, uh, that is a three for an eight. You spent all your 20s on the other things. I know. Yeah, I know. All right, well, so that's yeah, it. You, you go rushing over there. Again, you you spotted these things, and you reacted very quickly, but uh, you're just yeah. kind of slipping and sliding. And uh, again, you wore your nice boots to the uh, the gala, so they don't really have as much traction. You're mm. slipping and sliding in the glass as you like, rush over there and try to chop at this thing. Um, uh, also, this longsword is not weighted the way that normally. It's not your favorite to. one. Yeah. Well, again, it's you know out of, out of, out in the the border, you know, you're a spear guy. Like, mm. well, that's uh, it's true. like I haven't been doing longswords in a while. Yeah. Like it's it's all in the well, wrist. It's all you just keep telling yourself it's all in the wrist. No spaghetti wrists. No spaghetti wrists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go from Oliver to Felix. Uh, Felix is gonna shoot. All right, you yeah. are firing into melee. I'm aware, uh, which kind of sucks. Uh, this is, however, a masterwork dark uh, wood light crossbow, so it does give you a plus one bonus on your attack. If it's magical, it's got to be at least plus one. You would think so. We'll get into that. Oh. What? <laughs> I don't think a nine is going to do it. Yeah. Mm. Again, you have loaded this, you turn, you heft this up, and you're trying to, you're trying to thread a bolt between Oliver and Verity to hit this thing. Yeah. You fire and unfortunately misses entirely, shoots across the way, uh, shatters through the glass on the opposite side of the room, dunks an inch deep into a set of uh, rusted old half plate uh, that's <laughs> displayed over there that was somebody <laughs> important once. <laughs> once. Uh, you have move action rating if you want to pick up another bolt. <laughs> yeah, I'll pick up another bolt. <laughs> All right. You're like, uh, God dang it. Typically, I don't need to be firing crossbows, so you know, I'm probably also a little rusty. Yeah. Everyone's shaking off the rust. Uh, bringing us over to Verity. All right, let's see if we can do it again. I'm going to swing two-handed on this guy again. So you turn, spin, chop out 
I don't think that does it. Um, that's a 12, which gets me a 17, which the 20 didn't hit, so the 17 won't. Uh, 17, sadly, will not strike your target. Yeah, I have to roll a 15 to hit it. Or no, 16. Uh, taking us Same from there here. to Cornelius. All right. Well, Cornelius is uh, probably the only person who can reliably hit it. I'll go ahead and hit it with a four strike, which now does a D4 plus two, mm-hmm. since it's plus one per <laughs> Arcanist level. The front line could start using Aiden others or something like that. It's low level. Sometimes you have to We're do that. Well, I feel like Cornelius might get this, but we'll see. What uh, happens. So I hit it for five. So you chant, extend a hand, a purple shard bursts from your fingertips, slices, slams into the center of its visor um, as the back of the armored helmet blows out and the creature collapses down to the ground. And I soloed it, kind and of. And the, the room, like I soloed it. Ignore Verity. Let me solo her. <laughs> I don't think I hit that one, to be fair. No, you didn't. I, I was the only yeah. one who hit it. Oh, uh, the the um, the archbanker actually got a. Channel oh no, that's off true. Yeah, yeah, the, the archbanker did channel. Yeah, the archbanker yeah. channel. So you didn't solo. Okay, him. so I can <laughs> go ahead and just take that all back. Sorry, Oliver. Are you all right? I have concerns. I'll be all right. Just give me a moment. Hmm. Uh, do you need healing? I could provide some. Again, you are providing a service to me and helping me uh, flee this place. And as such, Abdar would be happy to provide uh, additional services to you to aid in all of our escape. <laughs> I think that's Heather's fair, face then. right now is just like, she's <laughs> like, I hate every bit of this. This is how this works. <laughs> I mean, I can, if he's willing to help me for free, I will take it. So Quinn just kind of side eyes like Felix, but doesn't say anything. Felix is one of the good ones. Felix would never do us like that. <laughs> I mean, that's probably Felix's internal monologue. It's like, yeah, we're doing something, therefore you get something in return. Like, that's the exchange. We're working together. Love social exchange. contract. The golden it's rule, the social as contract, it were. exactly. Yeah, social contract theory. In Felix's mind, it's like, we're protecting all of you, dude. You should be doing something to help us. <laughs> How dare you say the quiet part out loud? Rude. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Felix is over there, like, pushing for, like, social security programs and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Zubari will make his way over. He'll cast a uh, cure spell. Blah. Uh, you get two back because that one hey. sucked. <laughs> Ouch! It's more than I had. So. Oh gosh, that means he is a first level cleric. Sure. Yeah, I mean he's he's a little. What do you think they're gonna give us a fifth level cleric? That'd be wild. I don't know, man. You're hoping for a little bit more. Uh, so he will. You seem like you still need the healing, so he'll go ahead and uh, convert. Uh, he doesn't need a command. <laughs> so yeah, he'll, I was about uh, to say, it seems to be undead so far down here. So he's who's he gonna command anyway? Yeah. You get three back. Hey! I mean, I'm Good only down by three at gracious. this point. This guy's so. got a tenuous connection to his deity. Yeah, I was going to say, his connection to Avatar seems to be interfered with by the amount of stone above us or something, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, I guess let's try to round up anything of use. Yeah, is that chain shirt just a straight chain shirt? Not master uh, It's or anything? just a regular old chain shirt. Uh, so, searching searching the room, uh, now that you guys aren't uh, about to cause a bunch of uh, armor suits to burst out of glass containers and try to murder you like you do sure. uh, you can find the following uh, there is a short sword a long sword a bastard sword and two daggers mm-hmm. Gwen's gonna take the bastard sword that's okay. fine go for it there is a chain shirt a suit of chain mail and mm-hmm. a suit of uh, banded mail I would like that chain shirt All at right. least until we get out of here chain mail I think our uh, resident skull can actually use if she wants it yeah, the armor check penalty is like minus five, but we're not doing we're anything not like that really swimming. needs it right <laughs> now. Because like right now I don't have an armor check penalty because my armor is masterwork. So I'll take this minus two for this chain shirt because 
at least the armor Harder to hit. a little better. Yeah, so Gwen will put on the chainmail. Does someone want to hand a unused? Uh, actually, no. Felix has uh, her own leather armor on. Stuff yeah. leather. Well, yeah. I think we else need it. armor. I mean, I, it is yours better than a plus three? Mine's a. It was parade. Yeah, so I have parade too. Meanwhile, Cornelius is sitting over here saying, I can't wear any of it. All of us are standing mm. around stripping out of armor, putting different armor on, <laughs> trading things around. Over, over all of your other clothing, too. <laughs> Gee, if you want to be using this heavy armor for now, I think that you might make the best use out of it. Gladly. Um, he makes his way over there. I mean, we can help him into the banded yeah. mail because he's going to need help. Yeah, I mean, he does have uh, he does have three whole levels of warrior, so uh, it's actually hey, not bad. Nice. Oh, look at that. <laughs> we'll pass him, uh, pass out the uh, daggers to. Yeah, I mean, for now, why not? Whoever doesn't have a weapon, honestly. Yeah, yeah, because Guy, Guy has his own uh, masterwork longsword. It's just uh, he doesn't have any armor on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he'll throw. And none on, of us can use heavy armor, so yep. he'll throw on that bandit mail. Yeah. So, in addition to that. If you guys want to go ahead and make me uh, two spellcraft rolls, uh, there is a uh, the oak-handled uh, hand axe that you saw and the heavy steel shield. Uh, I will take 10 uh, in case it matters to get a 19 uh, for both of those. Good thing you did, because my first one was crap. <laughs> and my second one was also crap. That would be two fours for 10s on my spellcrafts. Uh, so no, the 19 will pass on both of those. Yay! Uh, so the first thing is you do find a... Uh, a beautifully carved hand axe. The handle is made of uh, oak, uh, intricately carved and designed uh, with repeated runes uh, in Dwarvish for anyone that can read it. <laughs> nope. Actually can. Nice. The word along the side of the handle uh, literally reads oak heart. Hmm. Fair enough. Nice. Uh, the actual head of the axe is of uh, exceptional quality as well and extraordinarily sharp despite its uh, obvious age. It is a plus one hand axe. Wow. Hmm. Might give that to the Myrmidon also. It's like, I could, this is throwing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. I, I get hit could a totally with that. Going over to the display case, uh, again, most of the shields are of terrible quality. However, one of these is a, uh, a beautiful kite shield uh, with a phoenix design across the front, across the face. Are any of us shield people? I don't think so. Nope. Mm, not really. Uh, this is a plus one heavy steel shield. I guess we'll give that to Guy as well. Yeah. He'll take it. Guy's getting all the goods. Making your way over to the, uh, again, uh, open the display case for uh, the natural philosopher, uh, Dumos uh, Fatimax. Uh, you find a portable alchemist lab. Don't know if anyone of you wants to take that with you, but you could take it with you. Yeah. It is portable. And what do you get taking 10 on a spellcraft again? Uh, 19. Okay. Uh, there are three potions of cure light wounds. Nice. A potion of bull strength. Ooh. Okay. Nice. And five vials of acid. Oh, cool. Just like, oh, there we go. All right. Um, a separate display case uh, contains the effects of uh, Sinith Ornelos. Uh, as a side note, anyone that wishes to may make me a uh, knowledge nobility. I will do that. Sure. Da -da. Quinn rolls a 13 for a 23. I roll a 12 for a 22. I get a 13 for a 20. Yeah, I got a 3 for a 10. Well, Gwen, uh, Cornelius, and Verity all recognize the uh, Ornelius family name, mm. uh, despite the fact that the uh, House Ornelius is no longer a Taldane house. Uh, they ah. separated uh, with Chiliax during the uh, Even Tongue Rebellion. Ah, traitors. That name sounds familiar. Uh, Ornelius should sound familiar uh, for 
uh, at the very least, I actually maybe even passably familiar for everyone at this table, um, <laughs> as the Ornelios are one of the most prominent noble families of uh, uh, parts of West Crown and Agorian, but they are at their most prominent uh, in the city of Corvosa, uh, which ah, was once, there a, we Taldane, go. Uh, once a that's where I'm once a Chilish colony. Um, the Taldane uh, family are basically uh, they're the current uh, leaders of the uh, academy in Corvosa. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's why I remember that. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, see Curse of the Crimson Throne for anyone that uh, is interested yeah. in that. There was a remake of it not too long ago. It was pretty cool. It's true. Um, I've heard rumor that the that Paizo might be releasing a uh, second edition version of Curse of the Crimson Throne. Hmm. That'd be interesting. I'd be surprised if they didn't do Rise of the Rune Lords first. But, hmm. but searching there, again, a 19... Cornelius, you are able to... Uh, Again, there's uh, there's enough items here to make uh, three spell component pouches. Cool. Uh, if you found yourself in need of that. But in addition to that, there's a uh, scroll tube. Hmm. Uh, inside of the scroll tube, you find a scroll of invisibility. <laughs> oh, nice. And a scroll of summon monster two. Kind cool. Of nice. Nice. Spell books. I was going to say, save those for the spell book. Unfortunately, attempting to identify the ring, you do not. Oh, it's above a 19. So somebody else will have to roll. No, Gwen does not help. <laughs> Maybe the cleric, yield cleric, could help. Nope, that is the third four in a row. What? Mm. Dang. What uh, Zabari. <laughs> yeah. I'm buying a flipping wand of identify when we get out of here. <laughs> if we could just roll, it'd be fine. To be oh, fair, I, I, I thought we wouldn't get anything high enough level that I couldn't identify it with the take 10. Eventually, so. the arcanist will Keep be mind your take 10 only it. gives you up to fourth level, so if anything is like yeah. fifth level or something like that. Yeah, I just wasn't Plus, expecting something that high level. Some items actually have unexpectedly higher caster levels, even if it is low level. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's true. Ooh, that's a good roll. Come on, Zabari. I suppose you you kind of bring this over to Zabari. Zabari looks this over. Uh, Yes, I do recognize this. It's a ring of arcane signets. Okay. Oh. If one should take this and place it upon one's finger, uh, it will reshape the pentagon of emerald green crystal in the front. Uh, to match something that represents the individual. A house emblem, most likely, for many. Although wizards will oftentimes do it for their own brands or marks. Uh, Then, if the individual wishes to, they can uh, press this upon an object to arcane market. Neat. That's cool. Uh, But yeah, feasibly, if one of you puts it on, it will immediately reshape to more or less become a signet ring. Mm-hmm. Um, except for now, you can then like put put it on things, and as a standard action, stamp them with uh, like Zorro. <laughs> yeah, mm. <laughs> uh, it is literally permanent, uh, unless removed by dispel magic, erase, or a more powerful spell. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I need to mark these as mine. If nobody else wants it, Gwen will take it, and that's how she can start signing her paintings. <laughs> just right. just no pop it. <laughs> I love it. Sure. It's a thousand gold, though. That's a heck of a lot of money. I don't know. Mm, we right might now. be able to use it for other things eventually too, but it's cool. Nice. We yeah. have nothing else. We can like mark places we've gone and things mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah. Um, once you put it on for the first time, uh, it will only ever assume that shape for you again. Uh, however, apparently, you may choose the color and cosmetic features of the image each time that you make a stamp. Oh, oh neat. So, basically, nice. like having a stamp with multiple different colors of ink. But yeah. And then lastly, uh, I suppose you're going to want to identify Dignity's barb. Yes. yes. Yep, we'd like to do that. Okay. And Cornelius said you get a 19, correct? I do get a 19, yes. A 19 does not succeed. Crud. Okay. All these high-level items, man. They're just they're just giving it to us. 
Okay, um, I didn't roll a four, but unfortunately, I only rolled a 13, which got me a 19. Ah. Uh. Gwen rolls a 17 for a 24. Yay. Oh, come on, that's gotta do it. A 24 does not succeed. It's probably what? 25. Dang it. I bet you it's 25. I mean, at the very least, you at the moment know that it's at least a caster level nine. Um, well, actually, no, it'd have to be a caster level 10 to be a 25. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. it's fancy Jeez. and it works, so. Again, pick, picking up Dignity's Barb, uh, brass inlays and telling military symbols adorn the wooden stock of this uh, master uh, masterwork dark wood light crossbow. Uh, strangely, the polished stock feels slightly warm to the touch, uh, as if it's been mm. resting in the sun. Felix, mm. just go ahead and use it. Just take it. <laughs> A golden inscription bears the name of General uh, Grillifin of the 7th Army of Exploration. Okay. <laughs> bow is filigreed with gold. It has a gold lion uh, sitting atop the stock, basically for the shoulder rest for it. Rad. Cool. Cool. Uh, unfortunately, right now, you can't tell what it does. Again, as a reminder, you'd been informed that the uh, in the most famous act, the general turned the tide of a prolonged and vicious battle with a canny Kellid warlord. Uh, through a driving snow of chaotic blizzard, General Gellifin shot practically blind, yet his bolt struck a lethal blow, dashing the warlord from his mount. As the Kellid soldiers watched their leader fall, they broke their charge, leaving General Gellifin the victor on that day. Cool. It does seem like a pretty cool crossbow. Mm-hmm. It's definitely with powerful, that's for sure. Uh, there are uh, 79 bolts, or sorry, 78 bolts still remaining, and there is actually a uh, quiver for the uh, bolts if you wish to store them. There are technically three quivers in there. Sweet. Yeah. All right, is everybody outfitted, kitted out, ready to go? As much as can be. Left or right? Military doctrine states we should probably start with the left, but I don't know if it really matters. Fine with me. I suppose all of you make your way over. Uh, the rest of your uh, your ragtag band stays back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, approach the door. Now much better armed and armored than you were previously. Um, yeah, you, seriously. Uh, dug through the uh, the ruins of history back here and retrieved whatever <laughs> equipment that you can possibly use. Yeah, and because Guy stepped up to help us, now he's got bad armor and weapons, and his cousin is, like, not. Well, <laughs> he doesn't could have had whatever else, but... You didn't even realize he was his cousin until you found that sheet of paper. It's like, oh, wait, we're his related to cousin. Him? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's okay. We'll protect Guy. It's fine. We like him. Guy's probably okay at protecting himself, to be fair. Hey, three mm-hmm. levels of warriors, not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although Wilfred has uh, aristocrat levels, so those are pretty good, too. Hmm. You make your way forward. Wilfin and Guy uh, follow, uh, and Zubari, who seem to have kind of taken up the front line here. Uh, Dame Trant seems to still be, uh, she's starting to kind of recovering her, so especially when that fight broke out. Um, she did pull her sword in that, you know, now she's in martial danger. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, again, she's just trying to, like, shake that off. Uh, Gulbin, the halfling, uh, still stays kind of back towards the very back of the back of the group. Um, mm-hmm. Probably in a curious way, uh, Gail, the, uh, the lady uh, that had been accompanying uh, Wilfin and Guy, has uh, pulled out a notebook, um, and even as she follows, she's like jotting down. You can't tell if she's jotting down notes or if she's actually taking like some drawings huh. uh, as she glances huh. over the room and quickly jots these down. And they, uh, it initially looks like a purse, but it's like a book on a leather uh, strap that she wears over hmm. her shoulder. Uh, oh, interesting. That's cool. Verity, you step up to the door, uh, try the handle, find that it's unlocked. Good. Open it to see a disturbing sight. <sighs> The door opens to a large rectangular room, which the moment you open it, you probably stutter as you bring up your weapons, uh, seeing a room full of people frozen in celebration. Oh, what? 
Whoa. Gaudy nobles crowd the corners of this room, all of them dressed in ostentatious and pretentious fashions of centuries ago. Okay. Tremendous okay. wigs soar up towards the ceiling, each covered in thick layers of dust. A large gaggle fills the center of the chamber, each aristocrat presenting a jovial or mocking leer as they stare towards you until you realize that it's an entire gallery of wax figures. Uh, yeah. Weird. I was about to get really freaked out. <laughs> One of the figures, however, is sprawled on the out. floor. The breast of the man's jacket ripped open, and the chest of this wax figure carved in overlapping, perfect circles. Oh. It'll pick it up here next time. Weird. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. So weird. Uh, but up. Oh, wax. Let's drop you guys in that room with all the mannequins. Oh, that's so <laughs> creepy. Hooray, just what I always wanted. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thank you all for listening once again to our continued adventures, the continued exploits, if you will, of uh, of our noble scions here. We'll have to get a better name eventually. I'm noble sure we will. Noble Scions fine. Noble Scions is pretty noble cool. Noble Scions is in a terrible uh, option. But mm. yeah, thank you all for listening, uh, for continuing to follow us. Thank, of course, to our patrons who have continued yeah. to support us. Uh, we've had an exceptional beginning to the uh, to the year of 2023, uh, dating this somewhat. Uh, and hopefully that will continue, uh, continue being an s- exceptional year. And that is in large part because of all of our amazing patrons who have been supporting us. Uh, if you have not had a chance, you can uh, click on a link in the show description below. I don't know why I do that, where I actually point below like we're live streaming. Like, yeah, it's right down here. <laughs> you're practicing. I'm you're, practicing. You're, you're getting ready for our streams. inevitable YouTube you know, uh, version of this. Patreon.com slash find the path. Yep. Uh, where you can go and check out all the amazing things that we've got going on. We are approaching the 100th episode of Tyrant's Grass. So uh, if you haven't gotten a chance to check that out and you're looking for 100 episodes of uh, uh, nail-biting entertainment, uh, go feel free to uh, check that out. Mm-hmm. And uh, until next time, good luck, Pathfinders. Bye. Good luck out there, everybody. And oh, uh, don't let the wax, wax figures, figures eat you on the way uh, out. You know one of these is going to get animated or something horrible yeah, like yeah, that. The creature's going to be hiding amongst them or something because that's kind of like creepy. Oh, you know? that would also be a yeah another thing that could happen. Both of these rooms were pretty good, but I did want you to open the door to the wax room first because it's like, that'll be a good place to lit in this off. Uh, <laughs> it's terrible. It's How many terrible. of these wax things are going to come alive and try to beat you to death? Too many. If the number's greater than zero, it's too, too many. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. War for the Crown is copyright 2018. War for the Crown and the Pathfinder Venture Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.